0: This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, December the 2nd, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm your guy, Friday Eric Sanders, from sitting in on a beautiful day and I hope this finds you well, no matter where you are in this world gone mad. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Things that you can count on. Things that are real. Protect your tomorrow with something that wasn't born yesterday. Call one 800 And you can place an order. we uh, got uh, Arlene out front. Uh, Homer in the back. I haven't Homer's in the back. All right, everybody's here. In the uh, We are loaded for bear. It's a great day to be alive, one 800 951 You can also go out to the website at allamericangold.com. You can order online. Citroen. You can order online. It is back up and working. Oh, was it was not broken? Well, there's a long story. I'll fill you in later. That's Joe Jaquin, CEO, shipping clerk, janitor. I'm Eric Sederstrom, the ex-guy. He used to do that. Um, I sit in every now and then. Uh, I'm uh, semi-retired, but actually busier than I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, because it's been a lot more not now, but then. Lately, yeah, for you. yeah, just going, go- you're in everywhere. I'm going, going, going all the International time. International man of mystery. <laughs> Actually, I have to tell you that uh, I, of course, you know, two decades of doing radio, and I and I, I studied markets and history, and have somewhat of a grasp of how insane everything is. And I'm trying to hypothesize the future, not only for it to to expound it on the air here, but also for my own children and family and grandchildren and. Trying to figure out uh, which way to go, and I know you're probably just as confused as I am, but I got to tell you that uh, whoever invented the show Drunk History, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen it? No. It's on the comedy channel. It's called Drunk History, and um, th- let me tell you, it's much more accurate than anything CNN ever put out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. you know what they say? That's when the truth comes out. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's what they do. They. they I don't know, you have to see. If you haven't seen they last night they were doing a thing on uh I don't know, the the American Revolution. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So I don't know, but uh when you really think about it, if you think about the words drunk history and then you look at where we're at here economically and you look at the markets and you look at the quote unquote Trump rally and uh the, the great uh euphorism that is that is set in over the over the country right now. But you have to understand that these issues, in spite of the political uh, rhetoric that's flying, the issues that face this country are massive. I mean, massive. And, and, you know, the unfunded liabilities, nobody even knows. I don't know. There are $130 trillion in unfunded liabilities, at least. At least. The the deficit has been skyrocketing uh, since Trump won, because we weren't supposed to roll over $20 trillion until early March. Now that looks like February may even be before inauguration because the interest rates have been spiky. Well, if we're going to go, in my opinion, if we're going to keep going down this line, and again, right. and I, one thing I taught Joe years ago, and I know he paid attention, is I always use the words too easy of a trade. Yes, he did. Okay, and and if you look at it, markets always do the opposite of what you think they're going to do. Now, people thought they could all be day traders two decades ago in the 90s, you know. <laughs> and everybody had a uh, either a husband or a wife at home on e-, right. <laughs> e trade. Well, research it, Mr. P. Yes, an Mart. investment club group. Right, right. And everybody thought they could do it, you know, and, and things just don't move that way. But if we're going to go down this line, if we're going to follow the uh, business model that Wall Street is setting forth, we are heading into a vicious cycle. A vicious economic cycle, and I believe to be the final cycle for the U.S. dollar. And I mean, we're going to run into inflation. and It's going to look really good. It's going to feel really good, like it does today. I mean, and I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier that Donald Trump's taking office. I see the recounts going on. So far, they've they've gotten one extra yes, vote. Yes, he's him. gotten what? So so he's going to be president, and I couldn't be happier about it. But nevertheless, the 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 issues that face this country and the damage that was done and it isn't just the last regime it's been every regime they've just you know taken the the issues and, and just put them off you know so you got social security you can't even count the trillions of dollars they don't have now they want to now they did mention they wanted to revamp medicaid medicare not medicaid medicare and um Course of course the day. medicare obamacare right, they want to go through you know all we've been that. talking about all the pensions and, and the trouble now now dallas all of a sudden or uh... the the police and fire pensions there are running out of money i mean it's just everywhere if you look at the at the uh... the bonds you look at what's happening in the bond market and you really have to go back to study where we're at now i mean you really got to go into the eighties to see these bond ladders and what they're doing i mean if you don't understand how you lose money in bonds i'll uh, just give you the, the Easy course. So if you got a if you got a ten year note returning two percent, okay, which is where it was. It was actually one. Well, yeah, it was about one. It got all the way down to about one and a half. So here's how here's how a bond fund works. You got you have a hundred basis points is, is your guide. And let's say you got a two percent return on bonds. Because it always was confusing to me how how do you lose money in bonds when interest rates are going up? This is right. The, you 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 would think, hey, I'm going to make more money, right? I mean, it, but that's not but how that's it not works. how it works. So. So, if you take 100 basis points and you got a 2% return, that means that your index number is 98. Follow me? So, you always start at 100, you deduct 2%. So, now if the interest rates go, so you pay 98 into that fund. That's your 98, 98. And then interest rates go to 3%. Well, guess what that? That that indice is now 97. (laughs) When it goes to 4%, it's 96. So if you bought at 98, and now you're at 96, you've just lost half your money. And that's what's happened. Now the bond market, you've got money that's looking for a place to go. I mean, it's looking for a place to go. And make no mistake that this could be a tectonic shift. It could not. Also, we could go either way. Do you understand that rising interest rates with entry-level homes of $350,000 in Arizona require a pretty big salary at Walmart to buy one? Mm. hmm but let's just say it's going to go this way, and we're going to look at both sides of the coin, pun intended. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, where the blind leads the stupid here every Friday. Hey, it's a great day to be alive. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm your guy, Friday. I uh, retired CEO of this company two decades, but I was in this business in the '80s. People forget that, you know. So. And uh, so I've seen a lot, and I've seen these markets move. And I even go back to the days of the ticker tape machine. Believe it or not, California. yeah. The one bell, the two bell, the three bell. Yep, I was working on trading floors in Orange County, California. That had in the middle. It had a. It almost you know those those, those glass clocks that that are under glass you know and the, they're brass and the and the pendulum swing. Well, that's what these things look like, and they had a they had a tape machine that went in. And it was quotes and it would just run, you know, the quotes would go by, and there'd literally be, at the end of the day, be a huge pile of this little one-inch tape. But every now and then a news item would come, and if it'd go bing, bing, or bing, you know, it would have a bell, and it was, you know, nobody would pay attention. Three bells, you might get up and go take a look. Oh, yeah, you know, it would have some, if there was a major market gyration or something, three bells. Four bells, four bells was like there's something going on, something, you know, Wall Street's dropping, or there's a, Big trade and commodities or whatnot. Five bells. Five bells stopped the trading floor, and everybody would go right over to the ticker tape machine. Five bells. I was actually working the day Reagan got shot. That's how far back I go into this. That was a. That was a. Yeah, that's that, That's the five bell. That was a five beller. The only one I ever heard on that trading floor. So, anyway, that uh, I bring that up, I don't know why, but um, I think that we're starting to see. Uh, And as I said, the final cycle, because, you know, in 1980, an entry-level home was $30,000. Today, it's $350,000. We're going to go into, and and the the economic cycle we went through in the 80s, don't forget, you could buy a brand-new 1980 Cadillac, you know, for $6,000. In 1990, it was $36,000. I mean, that's what happened in that decade. And, And it was all done, well, you know, you forget Reagan, which pretty much started the, uh, The influx of Japanese imports, we gave up our car market, and we gave up our uh, electronics market, we gave up our televisions, radios, and cars, because Japan was going to buy our debt, and they came in and bought real estate, right? I mean, it worked out good. And Japan, of course, was the great industrial giant. And they came over and they showed Detroit. Remember, they made the movies where the Japanese guys were out front and the, all the Detroit auto workers were doing jumping jacks in <laughs> the like parking so lot. Right, <laughs> doing jumping jacks. This is how Japan runs things. This is how we're going to do things until and then they got them to buy Hawaii. <laughs> the movie was Gung centers. Ho. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then they went, they, So they came in there, they started buying up all this stuff, and then it all crashed. And then they went down. Then their Nikkei fell in half, which is still in half, right? Oh, more than half. It never came back. Never came back. Still not. No more jumping jacks in Detroit. That was the end of all that. Right. But there were economic ramifications, and that was the massive inflation cycle. I think entry-level homes, I mean, with rising interest rates, which is what you're going to have to see for us to get there, and wages, and I mean everything. It's all got to go, but it can only go so far. I mean, until it just the the dollar just gets to the point where it's like, well, really, what are we working for? But it's going to take this this economic cycle, and this is what I believe Trump's going to bring, and it's going to be tremendous growth. The entry level entry level home is going to be seven hundred grand in eight years. It's going to double, but there's the mortgages aren't going to be thirty anymore. They're going to double also. They may go to five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent again, but they're not going to be thirty year mortgages. They're going to be sixty year mortgages. You understand how they're just going to play all this off? Walmart wages, and they want to go to 15 bucks an hour. They're going to have to go to 45 And this is what's going to have to happen. You're going to have this great growth. Now, American factories are going to have to be running. People are going to have to be making money. You understand, you know, in, in 1980... Can I get this right? 1986, I was making $14 an hour loading lumber on the Burlington Northern. How about that? Think about that. And then, of course... Uh, I mean, I ended up doing that with my wife and working at their ranch after I left the trading floors. <laughs> Took a couple of years off. I've been known to do that. And I worked at the ranch up there. But, you know, up there today, you can't find a job, same no. place, for over $7 an hour. It all has to come back. People have to get paid. This is the business model that we're going to put forth. Now, in my opinion, so, you know, what will be the economic ramifications? I mean, well, you look at what Wall Street did in the Reagan uh, era, You know, had pretty good run. You, you look at uh, the commodity markets. They had a pretty good run, but everything kind of what what moved. Like what we're seeing now, we've had metal rally, metal stocks rally. Unfortunately, they're steel. You've seen massive Copper. steel stocks have almost doubled. Have almost doubled. In, in six weeks. Yeah, it's just been crazy. Because why? Well, Trump's a builder. And you understand that. Again, I'm going to go back to the words, too easy of a trade. Too easy. The money's been made. Don't chase that trade right now. Okay, because all this has to, it all has to seek its own level, because ultimately he's going to have to start addressing the bad issues. You know, it's great to see Carrier stay, and, you know, they made a big deal about it. And United Technologies is leaving. CNN did it. The article was so stupid, and I saw it on the news last night. CNN's too stupid to know that United Technologies owns Carrier. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, just all this is going on in the age of doublespeak. But if you look at the $130 trillion in unfunded liabilities, you look at the uh, national debt where we're at today, which is $20 trillion, you look at the uh, percentage of the population that has not engaged. I mean, you've got these youngsters, these you know, the, the, the Generation Y or Gen X or Millennials or whatever you whoa, want. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you're an actor. Look at the, the Millennials. The, yeah, the, let's play those guys. The, the Millennials refuse to have children and buy houses. Well, if they take away the welfare and they take away the food stamps and the free telephones and the housing and they take away just where they're livable, they bring back factories, we get smokestacks running in the heart of this country again, people will go to work. I still believe people want to go to work. It's still America. They may have you know, to figure out, it may take a while by hook and by crook, but eventually when you run out of money from the government, you're going to have to go get some. So, And this is the business model they're talking about. Whether it comes to fruition or not, and okay. this, is, this is where I think you're right, but it's never going to happen. Uh, the technology has taken over, and, and they can just do all of these jobs. that used to take 10 people. They can do it with two. Just look at today's jobs number. First of all, the jobs way under. Only 178,000 jobs were created according to the government last month. But what happened that was significant and why gold and silver are up today? They said the unemployment rate fell to 4.6%. And they said, here's how it happened. Hundreds of thousands of more Americans went to the permanently unemployed. In other words, we're no longer counting you now, see, as get, an employable I person. I don't get that. So they stop looking. This is their favorite number. So they take them out. And again, if you look... Well, at, they give you a year, and then after that, that's it. You're done. You're out. If we go, went back to when Reagan was president and they used the same calculations, the unemployment rate would be at, at 8.5%. Okay, so that's. But now they've changed all the way they, they do that. So, so here we're looking at this. So what, when you stop looking, what does that mean? What does that mean? People got discouraged and they gave up looking. So that means they're now on the government payroll. Is that what that means? Yes. Yeah, so now, this how do you is, just quit working? Well, let me tell you what what it is and what and, and you've heard some people start talking about this, which is we are no, need, going to need to start just giving certain people checks in addition to the welfare that they're going to get and all of these things, just so they don't riot, because the the amount of jobs that are going to be left, there's just too many people. Well, this, again, is why we got Trump elected. So he has to come in here and he has to get these factories running. again. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to let you know, too, wages also fell. See, can't have that. So we're going to need rising wages, rising inflation, rising home prices, rising everything. And it's going to happen one way or another. Either, if you go through the deflation where you have certain markets that are deflationary, obviously the housing market deflationary, that's proved not good for this country. All right, but you turn around where Wall Street's inflationary, they try to tell us that's good. Wall Street going up is always good. Now oil going up is good. And again, right. this this is something that I can't figure. And again, back in the 80s when I learned the, the, the macroeconomic cycles, that when you look at this, Rising oil prices for the consumer, which in a consumer-driven economy, is not good. It's not good. You know, if gas was a dollar a gallon, I'd have to assume the malls would be a lot busier than they are with gas at $2 a gallon. Just, just and, right. And, and same thing, right, 2 to $3 and 3 to $4. Every, every one of those increases leads to people having less money. I just don't get it. So I think the whole thing is crazy. But I think one of the issues we have to look at, if Trump's going to start doing not free trade, you understand that free trade doesn't exist? I don't think people understand. Even under NAFTA and GATT, they call it free trade. There's nothing free about it. I mean, if Mexico wants to ship things in here, they just let them ship it in. If we want to ship anything down to Mexico, they're like, well, I don't know. We already make uh, we already make sombreros. So if you want to make sombreros in Gastonia, North Carolina, we're going to put a tax on them, a tariff. They tariff things going in. Japan? Free markets, they just flood us with cars and electronics. Anything we want to send down there, tariffs. These are what they call free trade. This is what Trump says we need to change it to fair trade. The the only thing they want to to give us is something that they actually need. Hey, oh, wait, you know what? We need soybeans, so we won't put a tariff on that. Anything else, forget about it. Another issue. There's another issue. Not only have the communists, and again, that's a word that you never hear anymore, but let's face it. China when I was a kid. You remember Nixon and China? They always called it Red China. Red. You know, on the news at night, Nixon and Red China, or the Red Chinese, red, red, red. But well, red doesn't mean Republican, it meant communist. And you don't hear the word communist. You heard it when the Vietnam War was going on, or you heard it in uh, World War One and Two. You heard all I mean that the, the word communist was very prevalent. And then the great commie hunts and McCarthyism and all that. I mean, all that was prevalent. You don't hear that word anymore. And I'm going to tell you why, or what I think why. So let's say we do all this. Let's say Trump does this. He goes, all right, BMWs now have a 25% tariff. All Toyotas, Nissan's, Hondas, everything. 25% or 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever it takes to overcome. And then he relaxes the OSHA rules, and he, and he gets rid of all the regulations, and he goes, we're going back to work. Getting back to work. Everybody's going to start building these things again. There's a problem. But you understand all the machinery to build all this? Is in the hands of the communists. <laughs> That's a problem. Okay, the intellectual property that what we may listen, we show the cow how the world and the world how the cow eats the cabbage. All right, let's face it, we have invented all this stuff. We invented NASA. We invented Gat. We invented Greenspan. We invented all of this stuff, and we sent it to them. Now they figured out a better way and build a better mousetrap, and they they show the world how things run now, and they show us we're going to want it back. We want it back and I've said this statement many times. This country's gonna want it back. And I think we're at the at the threshold where they want it back again. I don't think the communists are just gonna go, Oh, okay here. Here you go. I don't think you understand what I'm talking about. Alright, I'm a simple guy, obviously. Just simple guy. All right? I used to restore and still do. I have a car dealer's license and I have a real estate license. So if you if it you you got, got a house. lot of license. Need a house or a car, let me know I can help you. got a driver's license. Yeah, I got a dog license, scratch it out, wrote cat the other day. So I got checked. I had my test But anyway, but you're looking at at, at the, uh, just like, say, Edelbrock intake for you motorhead guys. Most of you people don't know what I'm talking about. And when you were in high school and you wanted to you know put a four-barrel carburetor on your 64 El Camino, you took the intake off and you changed it. It said Edelbrock or, or Holly or just pick one. All that stuff was made in Missouri. All of it. You understand? We don't build one of it. There's not one of it. Left. It's gone. And the machinery that it takes to make it. They shipped it out. My brother used to restore um, jukeboxes. You know, the beveled glass that goes on the front of an old jute jukebox. Well, those things break, you know. People throw beer bottles at them and stuff. You can get those. Those were made in the heartland of America as well. Do You understand that, that you can't make it. The machine to make the round beveled glass is not in the lower 48 of the United States anymore. It's all gone. Not even, not one. Not one. You can't physically make you it can't here. You cannot make one here in this country. Can't make it for, you know, 1963 Seabird jukebox. This doesn't work. Can't do it. it. Has to come in from somewhere else. So now, this is the world they've always wanted. This is a problem. <laughs> we want it back. We may have to go get it. Nah. I hate to be the bearer of such crazy thoughts. Patriot Radio News Hour, half
1: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Eagle Forum, a national volunteer organization founded by Mrs. Schlafly in 1972 to preserve the family, oppose the radical feminist agenda, protect the Constitution, and represent a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now, from the Eagle Forum studios, here's Ryan Haidt.
2: Seventy percent of the federal judiciary has now been appointed by liberal Democratic presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. Four or eight more years of another liberal president would have established a leftist dominance of the judicial branch for the foreseeable future. We saw last month that American voters oppose that future. The U.S. Supreme Court is currently divided evenly at four to four between Democratic and Republican nominees, and the split is really five to three in favor of liberals on more important social issues about which Justice Kennedy sides with the left. The vacancy of Justice Antonin Scalia hung in the balance of our 2016 presidential election. A change on the court could overrule every conservative decision by a 5-4 to four or even 6-3 to three vote, such as the 5-4 to four D.C. v. Heller decision that recognized an individual right to bear arms under the Second Amendment. Well, Donald Trump promised Phyllis Schlafly that he would nominate justices like the late Justice Scalia to the U.S. Supreme Court, a promise she repeated when she endorsed him on March 11th. In addition to filling Justice Scalia's vacancy, President-elect Trump could fill several additional Supreme Court seats during his term. Trump's electoral victory gives us a chance to prevent the Supreme Court from ordering taxpayer-funded abortion, which was averted by a mere 5-4 vote in the decision of Harris v. McRae in 1980. The stopping of the Equal Rights Amendment by Phyllis Schlafly prevented liberals from obtaining a constitutional right to taxpayer-funded abortion. But one bad appointment to the High Court could give liberals a fifth vote to overturn the Hyde Amendment and begin requiring federal funding of abortions nationwide. Many lower court vacancies will also be determined by the newly elected president, although they are often given much less attention. The good news is that the public wasn't fooled by the mainstream media's denial of the immense impact this election would have on the courts. Record turnout delivered Donald Trump a resounding electoral victory on November 8th.
1: You can help stop non-elected judges from imposing their own social and political agendas on the American people. Go online to eagleforum.org download free chapters of phyllis schlafly's book the supremacist to share with your study group including chapters on religion life property rights and other hot issues join our blog debate make your voice heard that's eagleforum.org and join us again for the phyllis schlafly report
0: hey you're listening to the patriot radio news hour on a friday i'm eric segerstrom thanks for tuning in we're just kind of going over uh trying to hypothesize where we're heading, where this country's heading, and, well, most importantly, the only way to figure out where we're going is where we've been. It's my favorite time of year. My buddy Misha and Sherry just texted me uh, excerpts from Christmas Vacation. (laughs) (laughs) And I've yet to see the movie. I have to see Christmas Vacation to officially start. The Christmas season—that's that, your—that's your kickoff. Point. I, yeah, I still think it's—you know—it's the funniest Christmas movie ever made. You gotta love the—you know—the original one. Hey, you will shoot your eye that out. the story. Christmas yeah. story. I love that one. too. Yeah. I don't get to that one until around the twentieth. That, that is exactly. So, but that, you have to watch it, right? Every year, you gotta watch it. I had a BB gun. If my little brother's listening today, I shot him with it. <laughs> My mom says... My mom says, never point a loaded weapon at anyone unless you intend to shoot him. I go, oh, well, I intended to shoot <laughs> <laughs> Make no mistake about it. It was not an accident. I was quite proficient at it. So... We were talking about, you know, where we're heading, how we're going to get all this stuff back, how they can put this country back to work. And nobody believes it can be done. You know, even Joe says he doesn't think we can get it done. I mean, really? Can things be made in America? You understand that... that but really, this has only been about a 20-year anomaly. That... and, and, and to be Yes, it can be. The problem is we don't need as many people to make it as we used to. I know. That is a problem. That's the problem. We can bring the car production back and get it all back. The problem was what used to take 3,000 workers on a factory floor, now would only take probably six or seven hundred. But you got a union like the government does. You know how many people have they fired from the Everybody worked part time. That's right. what we need to have happen. Everyone gets twenty hours a week. Government unions gotta be busted. I mean that's killing this country. Killing killing the municipalities, paying these pensions. They gotta be busted. You know, the unions were designed to protect the worker from the robber baron owners. Not the taxpayer. <laughs> you need a union to protect yourself from taxpayers? Well, even in Arizona, we tried to fix it. The court just threw it back out, and now we're back into the same mess everybody else is in. It sounds cheeky. Oh, that guy's fighting it. Uh, they, they just voted the unions now can use taxpayer money to lobby Wall Street. I mean, it's just crazy. It's incredible. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm what does this say? That's what Joe <laughs> pa said. Oh, me. so far so good. Yeah, that's funny. Trump's not even in office yet, and stocks are up. Fidel Castro's gone. Kanye canceled his tour, and California is talking about leaving the union. <laughs> <laughs> so far so good. You know, I want to see that. I want to see California pull that out. How much government let, money? Let is me over t- let me tell you right now that they would leave. And they would be back before the week was over. I know. That's how bad it would be. Well, how much you have federal money and food stamps and it's over there. I mean, if you just take that away. And then, of course, here's a big problem, all right? Because. The Navy that guards their shore, that's the government. That's the Fed. Right? <laughs> now they're going to need, I mean, California's going to need its own Navy. And of course, you know, the environmental service. Could you imagine if the, all the naval bases just emptied out in right. California? What <laughs> would what, it do to the economy there? And now they bring in solar powered battleships that are painted pink that'll only go like eight miles offshore. <laughs> 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 then. I mean, literally, we would have to move the Navy to Yuma to guard Arizona. So, I mean, I don't. You so alert.
2: <laughs> Well, you can't
0: get the ocean dirty. I, yeah, whatever you do. So, yeah. How stupid is this? And people are like, "Oh, yeah, they're going to do it." Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that the, the they're just going to go over there in Washington, going, "Yeah, I don't care about the West Coast." <laughs> i'll tell you what we could do is we could put nuclear plants along the san andres falls and we could. oh make, yeah we, we could do that We might be able to launch california out hey, into here us. we're gonna help you <laughs> we're gonna dislocate you if california was an island it'd be like the fifth largest gdp in the world or something wouldn't it so yeah california is still even even though it has had its share of struggles all by itself is still one of the world's largest economies. right right i mean what's if you live in California and you're one in a million, there's like 45 people just like you. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people over there. So the commies has got all our stuff, and I, I don't, you know, that's everything looks good on paper, you know, until you get to the point. Well, okay, yeah, we want to. I don't know what they're going to do. How do want, they bring all listen, this stuff? I back? just want you to think about why it was that Trump won. And how the media missed it and everybody missed it because what they don't realize is there's 95 million Americans of working age not working. Isn't that something? Is that really the number? That's the number. 95 million people. They just added a This is what we have to believe. Wow. 446,000 people between the ages of 25 and 54 left the workforce in October. In other words, and by left the government said, you know, we're just we're done counting you as in the workforce. You're out. You haven't worked, you're out. Four hundred and forty they're, they're not sixty five or seventy five or eighty five. Well it must be easy to get checks to go, all right, well, what are you doing? Well I was looking for work but now I'm not <laughs> Well, that's because you, after, how do you go home doesn't and not matter Because after you run out of your unemployment benefits, you only get X amount of weeks. Once that's out, right? You've already applied everywhere in the town you lived in. Yeah, you have the, to go back to work. That's been going on forever. Right, you know? but once it's out, they they don't count you anymore because you don't have to apply for a job anymore wow. because you're not getting that check. You for you fall into a whole. Different category of welfare. And this is what people have been talking about this other category, which is, yeah, you're probably never, you're 28 years old and you're probably never going to work again. What are we going to do with you? Yeah. How are we going to keep you from protesting and rioting and killing people? The sad thing is they just don't learn anything. You know, that's how you learn things. And you people know, you all know that you do every. You know, know what happens to Every crap job, excuse the, profa- excuse the profanity this morning, and, and and you have to do it. you got to work at movie theaters or Jack in the Box or I worked at gas stations. You know, full service. Remember full service gas station? Yeah, you pull in. Yeah, fill it up with ethyl. Nobody knows what ethyl is anyway, but fill it up with Ethel. You know, you don't, know, you don't even know, do you? No. Yeah, so you don't know, not Ethel's premium gasoline. So It's like asking uh, the millennials who Carl Lewis is. They don't know. Good point. So... But anyway, the uh, you have to do all these these horrible jobs, and it, it helps you as you get older. You learn how to do the idiosyncrasies of working with the public, and with people, exa- exactly and, and, right. fun, and bosses. You know, where bosses come in, do this, do that, clean that up. you got to get fired a couple of right. times. Right, learn how to eat a little bit of the you-know-what sandwich. Yeah, you just right? got it, man. That's and nice. these people now, what happens, and this is the point, what happens to these people mentally? Well, I think we're seeing it with the protests and whatnot. They have they have no life experience. None. None. So they none. know the participation trophy. Where's my participation trophy? And what it's going to be is a participation check. <laughs> How can I get one of those? I want to participate. I'm participating for my check. And I don't want to write it. I actually want someone to give me one. That day's rapidly approaching, I'm getting older And you people are all going to have to support me Patriot Radio News Hour On a Friday I'm Eric Cedar Strong Stay with us if you take it. Hey, thanks for tuning in We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy life uh, To allow us into them and I've, Something I've always been Humble in the presence of You great customers and you people And uh, this company's still running I'm glad that Joe lets me come in and Joe runs the whole thing, owns it, lock, stock, and barrel, but might be able to hit him up for a check someday. You know you know. <laughs> but I, I was watching CNBC, Bubble Vision, two days ago, and they, they had, when Trump was on in St. Louis and the Carrier yeah. thing, and I was just fanning by and I saw it. And the, one of those guys, I don't know, the, the everyday, I don't know their names, the everyday broadcaster, they're like, well, I don't know if Trump should be telling Carrier how to run their business because the government should not get involved in business. I was halfway down a cup of coffee. It went flying out my nose. The government? Not, now this is a stock station. These guys have all sit here. You know, least I remind you, if you go back in ancient history, to all the way back to give me the. <laughs> way back, we're going back. back That's our time machine. Two thousand and nine. <laughs> ancient history. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> Excellent, Garth. The uh, has this little thing called tarp. Oh, yeah. You remember, remember that thing? Remember that thing? Mm. It was a big blue one. Right. So right? Yeah, I think they got it at Home Depot. The CNBC says, we believe in free markets. <laughs> <laughs> if you believed in free markets. Right up market, until so we need you to bail us out. Right. If you believed in free markets, the Dow would be at about 1,000 points today. Well, and that was good. probably generous. But the Troubled Asset Relief Program... Let me tell you, they only don't worry. It wasn't a lot of money. Now I'm not talking about the Fed window. Remember we used to do the Fed window. Remember, like they took. I don't even know what the number was. It was you got to like over a trillion dollars, and I just was like I, I couldn't right. do it anymore. They so if you couldn't if you didn't qualify for the Fed window, like American Express, right. they, 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 they they were done. Right. They were gone. American Out Express, of gone. They were gone. Okay, who else was gone? All State Insurance was gone. They could, AIG, all the right. people that sold you your annuities right. all that stuff. All of them were gone. All the money markets. Gone. gone. All the things that they now wrote new rules that say during the next crash, none of you can sell by the way. But go yeah. ahead. Right. So this is all that was gone. I don't think people understand. Do you realize if you had a car wreck and you bent your bumper, State Farm could not send you $80. If you had $8 million or 8000 in an annuity, they could not send you a single penny. You could sing like a good neighbor, State Farm was there as many times as you want and they wouldn't show up. No? <laughs> now that's funny <laughs> They wouldn't That'd be, be a great commercial <laughs> if they did that And Alan Greenspan <laughs> Alan Greenspan standing there telling you why State Farm can't show up <laughs> They were done, man Done Gone So now Excuse me CNBC You don't want Donald Trump telling Carrier yeah, they got to stay in Indiana because you don't want the government getting involved in business. Well, Fannie and Freddie got 187 billion dollars. The auto companies got 79.7. The banks got 245 billion. AIG alone got 67.8. Wall Street, the rest of the uh, the hidden money, 50 billion went into you know where that went. Yeah. They never did admit it, State Farm and all the other all insurance those. companies. You know what you guys got? You got to lose your house. That's what you got. You lost your house, but the rich got richer because we put out this. Was a, now, they're proud of this. They're proud of this. And I want you to pay attention. You kids at home, $621 billion went to keep the companies from going bankrupt. Now, don't worry because they're going to tell you that they paid it all back. They did. And how did they pay it all back? See, the government decided, you know what? All of those losses that caused us to have to bail you out, we'll just let you write that off so for the next however many years it takes, you can pretend like you never made a single dollar until you paid us back. Exactly. Now, where did that money go? It went on to their earnings sheet. Hmm. So now companies that had lost everything got cash infusion, and then they they take, remember, it was the preferred stock. What do they call it? Series A, yes. I forget a, A series stock A series stock went to the treasury The treasury then said Okay, these companies are great They yeah. got in bed, now as we found out how crooked Everything is, with all the media And the press, and they said Wall Street went started going straight up And they said, well look Every one of these companies is beating the streets Well, as their stock went up Who owned the stock? The U.S. Treasury! That's how it worked Isn't that amazing? But we don't want the government getting involved. The single largest shareholders of the entire Dow and the equity markets, was the U.S. government. Well, it is now in Japan. The Nikkei is. They own the Japanese central bank owns. They are the majority shareholder of almost every single stock in the Nikkei 225. And that was only 621 billion. Now the Fed went. Fed window was. The ridiculous. Fed window. They made everybody a bank. The, the Fed balance sheet's $4.5 trillion. There was a popsicle stand in front yeah. of my house. They turned them into a bank so they could borrow <laughs> from the Fed window. Remember how big it got? We used to do the number every morning. Oh, So, where is this all heading? Do they fix anything? I don't.
2: I, I, the, I don't if know. you
0: want to call 446,025 to 54 year olds leaving the workforce success, then yes. So it's drunk history. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. It's crazy, man. 95 million people are not working. So this is where we're at today. So now how are we, I don't know. I don't don't know if you can put the genie back in the bottle ever in this country. I don't know. And I don't know if people will play along. So here's what's going to have to happen. You ready? I thought long and hard about this. There has to be a Buy American incentive put in of epic proportions. And I think that if they do this, and, and if, when I say they're talking, Donald Trump, the administration that he puts forward, by the way, you people that are angry, you know, some of my, my older right-wing customers that text me and email me um, over Trump and, like, he's being nice to Ryan and whatnot. Well, yeah, and some you know, of his cabinet appointees I'm not, I'm not super excited about. I'm not. All right, right. Well, let me tell you something, especially the ones, okay? Being a good CEO... Always keep your enemies close. (laughs) Take the crazy guy out of the mail room that may blow up the building, promote him to vice president, and put him at the end of the hallway so you can see what he's doing all the time. (laughs) That's what a good CEO does. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, and it's third decade, still broadcasting. I'm still with you. We'll be back. Final segment coming up. Where do we go from here? I don't know nobody knows obviously someone's got a plan and we'll see how the country cottons to these ideas when you look at the the map the red versus the blues I mean obviously the the as far as land mass and population I mean the population is it is what it is but uh, the uh, the concentrated populations that all voted for Hillary Clinton is because where the concentrated government employees are that's the only reason it worked. And the concentrated, you know, illegals and the concentrated people that are, you know, can't function in, in North Platte, Nebraska, but can get a check and live downtown in Portland, Oregon. Sanctuary City. Right, Sanctuary City. So so I don't know where we're going to head. I mean, if we're going to follow the whole thing, then, you know, they got to make Wall Street go, and then the collectible markets have to follow Wall Street. Remember Chinese ceramics and paintings in the 80s? Remember 59 Cadillac, 1989, was hundred grand. I mean, unheard of. The economic cycle that Reagan unleashed was incredible, and and the collectible markets just went crazy. And then remember in '87 when Wall Street collapsed, that was when Greenspan, that was the end of the Reaganomics there, and that was when when uh, Greenspan had to put in the plunge protection team. He had to put in the, the stops. Remember it can only drop. That didn't exist until October 1987, and they put in all all these uh, trading pla- or trading stops and platforms and. They put in uh, lock limits, silver and gold can only move so much. Remember, they put the lock limits in for silver and gold, not because they went down too much every day,
2: because they went, went up, up too
0: they, much every well, they, day. Well, they at one point just said you can't even buy it. So, I mean, all these things are, will have to repeat themselves. I mean, you'll have to see that again. Remember Antiques Roadshow? That didn't exist until the 90s. Where did that come in? After the Wall Street crash of 87. You had all this money that was out there, and what was left. People were like, I don't want back in there so they started buying all the artwork and then the movie wall street came out and all this stuff you know and and all this cycle is repeating again we've come down to the end why because look at the bond index bond index is forecasting the story's going to start again. well you know people talk about that trump rally and you really laid out really what happened is all of you in your iras and your 401ks you're all still stuck in your bonds that are now losing money All the Wall Street guys, they got out of the bonds and bought the equities. And that's how you got this rally. This rally is just solely about that. That's all it really was, is the bond market fell out of bed, and they got out. Here's the problem. They need an entire generation to come in to drive this thing. We need the millennials to drive this thing. I'm too old to do it. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to be riveting fenders on Chevy trucks in Detroit, but somebody needs to do it. Somebody I mean, needs to he get textile mills up and running again. You understand what needs to happen. It's the only way to fix it. And it's the only way to happen. If an entry-level home is seven hundred grand and you're making $45 an hour, a $20 trillion debt is nothing. Nothing. But if you're going to try to deflate out of this, and this is what's happened, it's never happened ever in the history of fiat-floating money, then you're going to have to default, which has happened in every country. That's right. Which happened in every country. Eventually, we will default. But I think Donald Trump may be able to unleash the largest inflationary cycle that we've seen ever in the history of this country until it just spirals off the earth and turns into hyperinflation, and we get new money, and they wipe out the clock, and everything starts again. And that And I think that's where we're headed. You know what's funny is all the textbooks ever written said if they ever did what they've done, that's what's supposed to happen. Right. It's going to happen. Patriot Radio News Hour. What a great Friday show this was. Eric, thank you so much for being here. Love you, kid. And uh, everybody, uh, have a great, great weekend. Before you head out of town, give us a call. 800 951 0592. We'll see everybody on Monday.